0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the NRL Bulldogs Fans Podcast. All right, another edition of the NRL Bulldogs Fans Podcast has arrived. Uh, I'm Matt, I'm sitting with Scott yet again for another week. Scott, how you doing?
1: Yeah, not too bad. How you going, Matt?
0: Pretty good, pretty good. Uh, Today we've got a special guest host. Uh, One of our followers on Twitter and Instagram has joined us, Axel. Axel, welcome to the show.
2: Howdy, boys. Thanks for having me.
0: No worries.
2: Can you just quickly tell us, uh, how
1: long have you been supporting the Bulldogs for?
2: Uh, My whole life, actually. Born and raised Bulldogs fan. Um, It's kind of bred into me. So, my dad was a Bulldogs fan, so I never really had an option. It was just (laughs) how I was raised. (laughs) It's like a a religion. Yeah, that's right. We love
0: love Bulldogs families. Uh, What's your favourite memory of uh, supporting the club to date?
2: Um... Oh, I think I'm still quite young, so like, I don't really have um, the greatest memories because our, our recent years haven't been too great. And going back to when we were actually competing for premierships, I was, I was a bit too young. I'd have to say probably the 2014 semi-final against uh, Manly. I, I remember watching that game live and that was the Hodgkinson field goal. That was um, quite the moment, I reckon.
0: Yeah, that was a pretty good one. Uh, were you there? Were you at the ground?
2: Nah, nah, I was watching it for a moment. My mate's place, um, I was only, I was that, 2014? I was only 14 at the time. So, <laughs> well, you know, I was,
0: yeah. That game's got some good memories for uh, Scott and I. How's it Scotty?
1: Yeah, I mean, we just all linked. Like, I think about 20,000 Bulldogs fans linked at Arby seeing singing the dogs at yeah. a the party when Hodgkinson nailed that one. Oh. You knew it before he kicked it. To- I've never yeah, felt and my a...
2: mate, I remember we were just running around the lounge room together going, <laughs> going crazy.
0: I've never felt a stand shake so much as well, Scott. Do you remember yeah, that? Well yeah, but maybe that's one. why they're
1: rebuilding Allianz. I don't know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> maybe that's why
1: they're rebuilding it. All right. Uh, uh, who was your favourite player, Axel,
2: growing up? Oh, um... There's a couple. I, I loved Ben Barber when he was at the club, but I've always loved Josh Reynolds even now that he's not at the club. I'd probably have to say, um, I'd probably have to go with Reynolds though. I think um, his passion was always was always um, unbeatable on the field. I think even when he, he wasn't playing well, you could see his passion in his game. Um, it was just, yeah, he was always a standout for me.
0: Yeah, hard to argue if that is somebody that really epitomized uh, what it meant to be a Bulldog Uh, Yeah, 100%. That faithful night at Belmore Sports Ground, Scotty. Uh, The the crowd chanting his name to get him out onto the field will be one memory that loses all Bulldogs fans for a very long time. Uh, Ben Barber, well, one of the biggest wasters of talent I've ever seen. 100%. 100%. But we won't uh, spend too much time on the negatives. Scotty, we've got a few more questions here for Axel.
1: Oh, I mean, did you have a few more? <laughs> I was just kidding.
2: All what right a favourite
1: home game you've been to? Have you been to many home games, Axel, over the years?
2: Yeah. Um, I more. think this was in 2014 as well. We, it was early in the season. I think it was round seven, 2014 against South, the Good Friday clash. I very rarely miss the Good Friday clashes, but the 2014 game we beat South by a field goal I think it was 15 14, if I remember right. That was, um, that might have been considered an away game, but I'm not mm. too sure on that. But that definitely goes down um, as we'll, one of my favourites.
0: We'll claim it as a home I game. Sh- Anytime we we'll play it, we'll claim it as a home game. game.
1: I actually do remember that game well. That was when we were coming from behind, and it was a. Uh, yeah, Corey Thompson uh, my- in the corner. Yeah, we had Corey Thompson, Mitch Brown, I think scored tries. Michael Ennis with the inspirational tackle. And then, again, who else but Hodkinson sealing it off for a win?
2: I'm pretty sure... Um, I uh, can't remember the winger's name. It might have been Johnson. I don't think it was Takiri. So, I think it was Johnson um, knocked it on. And then the player who collected the ball was offside and we got a penalty and Hodkinson leveled it at 14 all. I think, mm. I think, if Dude, I remember right
1: must have been a really good game for that much detail from a couple of years
2: ago. Honestly, honestly, some of the weird things I remember, like, it's it's pretty weird.
0: I think that's just rugby league fans. We all have our certain aspects that we'll always remember or (laughs) like so much that uh, we we bring up all the time. Uh, Axel, is there anything else you'd like to bring up before we jump into the main portion of the show?
2: No, I'll I'll leave it all up to you guys. You guys can... um, Take
0: it away. All right. Try Bill whenever you like. Scott, you're in the hot seat this weekend. You've got the run sheet. So uh, take it away, host.
2: Yeah.
1: Thank you. So uh, we'll just head up with some Bulldogs news. Lachlan Lewis will miss a match after his high tackle on Cameron Munster. Uh, almost decapitated Cameron Munster <laughs> on the Sunshine Coast. And he also got copped the fine for high tackling Josh Adokar. He did spend 10 minutes in the bin. He did take the other guilty plea. Um, on to some good news. Adam Elliott remains a Bulldog. After almost the Warriors, almost massive offer by the Warriors and some interest by the Dragons. He's decided to stay put for a further three years. Uh, the Bulldogs membership jersey for next year. I don't know if we've seen it. If you're a current member who've pledged your support, you're going to have your name on the jersey. It looks fantastic. You've got to make sure you pre-order it. They've also come up for members-only hoodie for 2021. Looks again, looks absolutely fantastic. Some good stuff. Uh, I haven't seen
0: the hoodie, Scott, but the members' jersey looks pretty good. Uh, I think the
2: hoodie's good good stuff. Sorry, what was that? I saw the hoodie today. It looks pretty good. Yep.
0: What design is it in, mate? Sorry? What design is it in? I haven't seen it yet. It's
2: like, oh, it's like a. I couldn't tell. I mean, you put me on the spot here.
1: It's like um, <laughs> we'll do don't, if task. someone else describe this for me. Like you put me under pressure. I gotcha. It's a it's a blue hoodie made by Classic. Our so it looks like they'll be with us next year. Uh, it's blue. It's got like a bit of a strip with the Belmore streets on it in the middle, and I've got a picture. I don't know if anyone can see that. I mean, the people who are listening cannot see that people at all. People
0: who listen listening to podcasts can't. Yeah, I can see that. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. Sorry, uh, I was
1: giving you an idea. That was for Matthew, not <laughs> Matthew National, Not for the people. If you want to see it, visit the Bulldogs social media pages or bulldogs.com.au. I hate when I, I listen to a lot of
0: podcasts and I hate when people do that.
1: <laughs> well, there was more. I was more in a conversation there.
0: Um, <laughs> the members' jersey, though, it's. Uh, in the design of 1935, uh, the original design, uh, stripes on the main torso with the names written in the white pieces. Uh, I've already put my name down for one. Scott, you have uh, as well, expression of interest. So that comes yep. about in 2021 uh, when people who have pledged their support renew.
1: Yeah, so it looks absolutely awesome. Um, now I'm going to move to a birthday. Bulldogs junior, Jake Averillot, who's just only turned 20 this week what a highlight rule he's already put up
0: that's crazy this year
1: he's turned 20
0: imagine <laughs> imagine what he's going to be like in three or four years mm. i mean the human starfish already could be the next uh ben barber on the field
1: <laughs> it could be hopefully without the off-field stuff uh venues locked in for round 15 around 16 the bulldogs have confirmed They will host the Warriors at ANZ Stadium on the Sunday, the 23rd. Not a surprise to Steve Allen was announcing it at the last home game. Uh, That'll be a 2 p.m. kickoff, a family-friendly kickoff. And then the Bulldogs will now play the Raiders at GIO Stadium, which is, again, no surprise, round 16, for a 6.30 p.m. kickoff on Sunday, the 30th of August.
0: Fantastic. Uh, I feel like we should discuss the Adam Elliott signing a bit more, Scotty.
1: Yeah. Um, How do you feel? I don't know. I'm excited because my, what my understanding is we offered him a contract. He went out with a of his own options for next season. Didn't want to move to New Zealand. Had plenty of interest and they wanted him badly. Nathan Brown said he wanted him. Um, then St. George Lawara were keen on him, but which, they, which is reported they offered more. And he stayed, he stuck solid. He looked at his deals, weighed it up and took the lower offer to stay loyal to the club, so I think it's a win for the Bulldogs fans to have Adam. He was our best player. I don't know if Axel's listening to the podcast the whole year. When we do our votes, Adam Elliott was leading it to the dislocated shoulder, so you couldn't be too upset.
2: Yeah, Good stuff. I was expecting him to go, to be honest.
0: Yeah, well, it looked that way, didn't it? Right up until probably today. I heard lose this morning. Yeah. He knocked back the Warriors, and then as soon as I heard that, I thought he was going to stay, so... Uh, happy to keep him, but yeah, I was resigned to him going. To be honest, I
2: yeah, wonder how much um, I wonder how much of an input Trent Barrett had on that, or how much of an influence, sorry, Trent Barrett had on um, Elliot staying. Yeah, I it's wonder good. if he's been in contact with him.
0: Well, it's a good point. From what I have heard, uh, Trent Barrett is involved in uh, signing players for next season. So that's I'm good. Gonna, I hope you... um,
2: Trent Barrett is all over Tavita Pangai Junior. Really? Yeah, well, got sacked by the Broncos yesterday or the day before, was it? Um, Did he actually yeah, get reckon. sacked? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's actually he's, been
1: stood down.
0: He's got to, yeah, yeah for this. notice. I don't think he's officially left yet.
2: Oh, no, the
1: NRL stood... Stu- stu- my understanding is the NRL stood into so the Broncos were going to sack him. Yeah. But the NRLs decided to stand him down and keep his contract. and then he's oh, to, really? It looks like he'd be released because they didn't have the grounds to sack him. So...
2: But regardless, he's not going he to... He probably at won't be a Broncos, Yeah. right? It yep. probably
1: means he won't. He's probably, it probably looks like he's played his last game for Brisbane against South.
2: So, yeah, it looks well, like, yeah. If I'm Trent Barrett, I'm riding those DMs. I'm all over him.
0: Well, apparently, he's already contacted the club. So, be interesting. Oh, to see. really? Well, apparently, he contacted the Roosters directly and uh, he contacted a few other city clubs, including the Bulldogs, from what I've heard. So, we'll see what happens there.
2: Yeah. Well, I saw today mm-hmm. Trent Robinson um, said he's got no interest in him. So,
0: well, look, that's the thing, right? Uh, Roosters are probably one of the best-run clubs in the NRL right now. If that's what their head coach is saying, uh, I'd have to agree with Trent Robbo.
1: I'm no. tossed. It. I'm tossed. I want the talent. You you want someone to be Jr. You just hope if he comes, he's coming for the right reasons and he's actually got his head screwed on because at the moment, the way he's leaving the Broncos looks like he's a bit of a tantrum and a bit of a hissy fit. So I'm hoping if he does come, I mean, it's been a lot of things that have been happening over Brisbane. So he's a big don't know. talent. Might have, been his, might have been his way to get out.
0: <laughs> he's a big talent when he's on the field, but he's been suspended oh, three or four times in a year and a half or something like that. It's been a bit crazy.
2: That's right. It shows a bit of aggression. <laughs> might, might need it in our forward pack.
0: Oh, we do oh, need a bit of that. Yeah. Yes. All right, Scotty, off you go.
1: Oh, sorry, I was just going to slide on Harvey Norman Premiership. The Bulldogs went down to the West Tigers, 32 points to 20. Again, like we said, we unfortunately didn't get the most
0: A lot of details of in the,
1: yeah. the game, but however, the Bulldogs will be playing at the New South Wales Centre of Excellence Monday the, 7, Monday the 17th of August, 7 p.m. against the South Sydney Rabbitohs. And uh, yeah, so if you can get out there. It's an interesting time slot. Monday night. Are,
0: are you allowed to go out to that game? At the... Well, you've been... Go-
1: well, a set of excellence
0: doesn't have much room for crowds, that's all.
1: Yeah, I mean, maybe if you sneak out around the back, I don't know. But, get this, what the girls, they're, um, yeah, they've yeah, they had a bit of a decent season, more the less, despite coming off a loss. Um, might as well jump into it. The Bulldogs going down to Melbourne on the Sunshine Coast, which is the new Stormham ground for at least this season. Jumping down 41 points to 10. Started positive. The first 10 minutes or so, after a Lachlan was intercept pass, it was all Melbourne. That's how I saw the game. How did you guys see it? Who's, who's going hey, first? Yeah, let you go for it,
2: <laughs> <laughs> mate. Um, yeah, look, I think um, that was extremely disappointing. We we pretty much only had ourselves to blame for that game. Um, I mean, even even for a large part of the game, when, when it felt that we were um, just going to end up losing it, which looked like, how it was going to be from basically that intercept there were still parts of that game where it felt like we could have done something and we we're on top we, um with momentum anyway and i think until about 15 20 minutes to go we we were still in the game but um silly errors jay cavarillo coming off didn't help lachlan going off certainly didn't help but again you know we've only got ourselves to blame
0: yeah, I think he hit the nail on the head there. Uh, summed it up pretty well. Uh, I was one of those uh, I guess you could say idiots before the game that thought, well, low no Kevin Smith, low no Dal Feluka, and low no Ryan Pappahuhausen. Uh, we're in for a chance here. And um, I don't think that belief lasted long after kickoff.
1: Well, I mean no, no, I was saying. Like, I thought Dallin was having a quiet game and I actually said when I was watching, I was like, I haven't really heard Dallin Dallin's name, and he kicks the boy in the foot. <laughs> <laughs> like those little things like that. Like you didn't hear his name get called and you're like, uh, oh, where where's Dallin? Where's Dylan been? And then he kicks the boy at the full. Uh yeah, it was one of those games where it was actually I don't know if Axel knows, but we pick our man of the matches, our top two players. It was one of the hardest ones to actually pick because of how poor the side overly overly was. So Yeah, oh, like,
0: before we jump into those top two players for this week, Scotty uh last week we missed out on doing it because of the interview with former premiership player adam perry if you haven't listened to that one guys jump back and have a listen i think it was one of our better episodes that you reckon Scotty?
1: oh it was an amazing episode i wasn't like in shock at the start took me a while to get into that one
0: yeah there was a there's a few surprises in that one go back and have a listen but we missed out our players of the week last week so, I think we'll jump into that first to update the listeners, list, Scott, and then we'll go into this week. What do you say?
1: Yeah, this sounds like a plan and I like it.
0: All right. I've got uh, our points here for last week. So, I'll just go with you first. You went uh, two points for Raymond for Tala Mariner and one point for Avrillo. I've gone yep. two points for Raymond for Tala Mariner. So, he gets a bonus point and one point for Montoya. All right. Back to uh, Dogs vs. Melbourne. Yeah, do you want to go first on that one? Sure, I went uh, Tim Laffey. I thought he was very impressive in his second game back. Uh, he got to try and run for 105 metres, so I've given him the two points. And it was hard to find a one point, but I went with Aidan Tolman. He's uh, started off the bench, um, didn't let him affect his performance, and he's put out another Tolman-like performance. Now, I do know people uh, dislike the fourth tackle hit-ups, but um, overall, he's a fairly strong prop in the LRL.
1: Yeah, I thought he was okay. I've gone completely different with both points, which is rare that actually happens. I've gone two points to Sioni Katoa. I think he had something at hooker. Uh, played 56 minutes. Uh, he just looks good at hooker. He made 84 metres at eight runs. He just, I don't know, just more the danger. It looked like he was just splitting through them a little bit. Uh, he even comes up with, he had an offload, 28 tackles, pretty good hookers. Dang. And I've given the. Uh, one point to interchange bench prop, so I've gone with a different prop. I thought he just added some impact off the bench. He only played for 32 minutes, 12 runs, 105 meters. Uh, you know, that's pretty much what you can ask from a prop. He plays that little little game time, doesn't play, just plays under a half. So he did everything that you asked him to do. And that was very hard to find the one point, to be honest.
0: Fair enough. Axel, did you have a mail the match out of the uh, Bulldogs mail the match out of the Storm game?
2: I've got to go with Scott on this one. Actually, I think um, Sione Katoa is is probably our best number nine. I have to, I have to think. Um, I think Marshall King doesn't provide as much as um, Sione Katoa does. I think Katoa's passing from dummy half is is much more impressive and much faster and much more accurate. And I just feel like um, he gets our plays moving a lot better. And on and on Sunday or Saturday, sorry, um, he did that. I feel. Um, Siani Katoa was my man of the match for us Give him the two points And um, and um, Tim Lafay as well Is uh, my second I think there he's sucking go. up to <laughs> us, Cody <really>. uh, <laughs> <He's
0: kidding. laughs> uh, Katoa, I agree He's our best hooker I think with Marshall King yeah. The problem with him is he's not a hooker He's a halfback doing his best at hooker
2: mm, uh, a- he, I, Yeah, I agree right. Um
0: mm. So the, only, the only thing about Katoa, and I'll put this out to the group. Uh, do you think he's a bit heavier this year than he was at the end of last year? At Penrith? Well, playing for Tonga at the end of the year, yeah, yeah. defeating Australia. He looks a bit more nuggety. Yeah, I, that's what I was sort of getting at too. I'm wondering if uh, the lack of reserve grade footy has resulted in that. And we might not see the best of Katoa until maybe next year. Now, I'm not Would saying his performances that- are bad. Uh, I'm just saying that uh, the level he was playing at against Australia uh, last year and uh, how he's playing now uh, was much better back then. Yeah,
1: Yeah, which is exciting to actually say that because if that's the case off-season and then actually having reserve grade, which I was actually going to bring that point up when we talk about this week's game because there's a few players I want to mention there, uh, it'd be awesome because if he's not playing top grade, which he should be, he would be, um, you know, he's only played, what, three games and a lot of them have been hampered off the bench or much, much of the game time he was sitting on the bench, even if he started, so it was good for him to get over 50 odd minutes or so at, at his preferred position and not playing 13, which is good.
0: Yes, agreed. All right, I'm just going to do the top five in the overall player of the year charts because it's actually getting a pretty long list here. But top five, um, Adam Elliott, Scotty, still there on 12 points.
1: Still, he might actually win the award and be yeah. half the season of the show.
0: <laughs> there you go. So, Elliot, Meany, and Tolman are on 12 points. Uh, Fatala Mariner moves to 10 points with his uh, massive five point scoring uh, last uh, two, two weeks. Yep. And then uh, Kieran Four and, and Josh Jackson are also tied on seven
1: points. Got to hear actual
2: Josh thoughts Jackson. on that. Josh Jackson, that's um, strange that he's in that list. I think he's been quite poor, if I'm honest.
0: Okay, do you want to give us some reasons why?
2: I I think he's nowhere near the player he used to be. To be honest, um, he's not the New South Wales representative player he was. Um, you can't can't doubt his passion for the club, but um, yeah, I don't think he's the same player he was. He's he's on. You know, when I'm looking at rebuilding this team, there's a couple players that are just untouchable. You know, that you know stay there, and there's a, there's a a lot of players that if someone wants them, they can have them. And for me, Josh Jackson's actually on that list. Ooh. What's yours? I actually...
1: Yeah. I want to say, I actually somewhat agree with Axel in the sense that he's not been the player he used to be because I've actually been... I was actually watching... I remember watching the Eagles game a couple of weeks ago and I was sitting in the stands and he threw the ball out. And he threw the ball behind Dallin and it went into touch. And He, he ago, threw the
2: last intercept try on Saturday. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he did too. I was going to actually get into Stop that. Thank pass. you... For, Thanks for, uh, I was getting to, uh, just Josh Jackson by like three years ago, he doesn't do that. He, he actually hits yeah. the winger. He hits the winger or he hits his next man, the centre. So I think he's been in poor form, but I think he was not too bad pre-COVID. I don't think he was at his best, but I thought he was pre-COVID, he was going all right. And I think after COVID, I don't know if it's, I don't know if he's had the worst prep, not that great preparation at home. I mean, it's not an excuse because every player has had to deal with the same thing. Um, I don't know if he's carrying an injury, if he's carrying multiple injuries because he plays such a tough style of football that he makes multiple tackles and he runs hard and gets hit. So I don't know if he's carrying something or I don't know if he thinks because how poor the Bulldogs have been this year that he has to take extra things in his own hands and not trusting the halves as much as he should that he's making these mistakes. But to suggest at the moment, in my opinion, I would be definitely keeping him. I mean, I reckon a good half. I mean, him and Reynolds was a killer combination when they started. Uh, maybe someone... I'm, I want to see how he would go with a, a genuine number seven on the side where he doesn't have to do those type of things anymore. <laughs> you know? What?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And we brought up the a uh, couple of weeks ago that he's been better since Foran has uh, come back into the team. He's put him in... Some, well, not so much against Melbourne, but he's put him in some gaps recently. I also think the biggest difference... Uh, between Josh Jackson when he was a New South Wales rep and Josh Jackson now is the team that's around him. I reckon if you throw Josh Jackson into the Rooster squad, he plays off the bench for New South Wales. Oh, okay. He's, he's also a fantastic leader. Uh, I had the pleasure to go into the sheds at the end of a game last year. Uh, it was a comeback from behind victory. Uh, I asked a few of the players, uh, what was it? Uh, we had a really shit first half that game and then we came back in the second half. I asked, uh, four or five players in the sheds. What was the difference in the second half? And they all said Josh Jackson. So that type of leadership yeah. uh, is something I, do I, remember that game I, actually. I, I don't want to lose from, from the club anyway. That's my opinion.
1: Well, that was an interesting talking point. Uh, <laughs> uh, we don't, we well, don't look, just look. have to agree. <laughs> no, yeah. It's, it's the problem. When we all agree, it, it becomes, <laughs> it's good to get different views. This week... We're back at Bank West. Feel like we haven't, It's kind of feel weird. It's kind of feel like we're there the whole time since the season restarted. Now it feels like we haven't been there in an age. But we're versing the West Tigers. 4.05pm kickoff. Uh, well, everybody loves their Sunday afternoon footy. That would be what the Gus School would say. Uh, what's the f- initial thoughts? Woodlands and Tigers, can we actually pull a win? Uh,
0: yes. We play to our... Potential—that's the word, uh, I guess. Uh, if we play to the, our potential as a team, we can beat the Tigers. Uh, the question is, will we? Uh, I don't know. I think I'm just in a negative mindset uh, at the moment, but I, I think the Tigers will win.
1: Axel, Axel, what,
2: what do you think? Man? Um, I don't know. I don't know. Kogar is um, Cogar in the halves, linking with foreign could work. I think um, missing Lewis in defense, not so much in attack, in defense, so we're going to struggle. I think Lewis is a he was a rock in defense. Um, he's probably, he's arguably the best tackling half in the competition, Lachlan Lewis. Um, Definitely
1: hits and sticks.
2: Yeah, when, when he's not in the side, I think you notice it. I think Dean Pay was crazy for dropping him a couple of weeks back. But, um,. You definitely notice him when he's in the team. I don't know. I think this week is going to be very tough. But the Tigers are very inconsistent. So, if we get a if we get a poor Tigers performance, we're 100% in it. We can 100% win it. If the Tigers turn up the play button and they're near their best, it could be a could be a long day.
1: I'm a bit scared because the Tigers have been poor the last two weeks. I mean, they started all right against the Warriors. Uh, then they finished off pretty poorly in the Warriors' took home the chocolates that night, and then they got absolutely thumped in Newcastle, celebrating two of their players' 250th game. That was Benji Marshall and Chris Lawrence. That's not how you should be, like, you know, you meant to lift when a club legend hits a milestone or two of them. So I think they'll be, they're back, it's their home game. Yes, it's Bank West, but they're back at home in front of their fans. Like with the COVID, it'll be orange and black there in the stands. So I think they'll be wanting to make a, I don't think we'll have a poor Tiger side. I think it'll be a Tiger side ready to switch on because they need to win this. To keep in touch with the eight, but the Bulldogs only need to win to get away from the spoon. So, they must changed, say, they've changed it
0: up this week as well. They've uh, apparently taken a bit lighter, Magic's gone easy on them after apparently thrashing them for the all the off season in the COVID period and in the season. So, uh, we'll see what kind of uh performance we get out of the West Tigers with that sort of preparation.
1: Mm, uh, but like Axel's mentioned before, I think the biggest loss is actually Jake Averillon, he's a yeah, huge, that's huge that's loss. They said that he was potentially available for selection. His hip injury is not overly too bad, but it looks like they've opted to, you know, arrest the young fella uh, this week. Um, He's a lot of spark. Like, I do remember this year when Lachnors put a missed kick in and you said, Matthew, a seagull to a hot chip. (laughs) Koko Lou was there to sweep in and make... He's that type of player. He can make a bad play or not overly a bad play or just a slightly missed play, and you can turn it into something good. The starfish, human starfish against Parramatta?
0: Uh, a great LRL former halfback by the name of Brent Schoen once said that a kick is only as good as the chase. So a shit kick and a good chase is a good kick.
1: Okay, there you go. So, you <laughs> but can argue with 50, eh? Hey? Yeah, Enormous. Uh, I reckon he's going to be an enormous loss. Kieran Holland doesn't provide the same, nowhere near the same impact as Jake. So we've got to play a I think a much more disciplined style of football, even though we've been pretty good with our handling overall. I'm actually going to say Jack Cogger at halfback. Hallelujah. About time. We need a halfback who can run. Jack, run. Jack will run. Jack will run. Jack will kick. Well, it's interesting you
0: say that because one of the criticisms of Lewis is that um, he plays uh, before the line and rarely runs. But the last couple of weeks, he has started to run. Yeah,
1: but to me... like. Axel's mentioned he's great defence, and i You can't doubt that Loughlin knows how to tackle. Him. He's a brave person, but we need a halfback who can make something happen. I think Lewis is actually a tad slow. So the talks of not, not,
2: not exactly great. a tad slow. I think he's slower than the wet week. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I was putting
1: it politely, but <laughs> it was like the uh, what my mind was saying was Axel there. There you go. What I was saying here, that he is slow. has actually got some speed on him as a like as a halfback speed. Not I'm not talking about super freakish speed, but enough to cause danger. You saw the try he scored against Penrith at Bankwest last year. I don't remember that running out of the scrum, stepping a couple forwards, ducking in and scoring. Yeah, he's 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 run around a centre for I think BJ Lailua against Canberra last year. So he's he's got enough toe in him to be dangerous. I just would tell him, if you see an opportunity, Jack, dummy and go. or Just run.
0: I think he needs some confidence too, because uh, Lux, his uh, 2020 season has been a bit underwhelming, in my opinion. I
1: thought he was okay. He Limited
0: opportunities.
1: Yeah, I think if he was to give him consistent game time, I think he's, to be honest, I think he, I don't think he would be with us next year. Seeing they've gone, Lewis has got another contract extension, and Wakeham's got the two years. However, yeah. I actually think he's our best, in my opinion, I think he's got the most Potential to be a half. Really? Yeah. Overwake, and so him? I've... Overwake him, yeah. I mean... Ooh. I'd have to I disagree.
0: Cost- I'd say wake him in five years is more, has progressed further than Kogger.
1: I, I don't know. I like... No, uh, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not
0: saying it's going to take him five years. I'm saying in five years, yeah. he'll be um, further, uh, more entrenched in the, in the NRL than Kogger.
1: Well, i just going to feel like if we've got to... If that's the... Thought process I know Wakem's available for selection, he's in the reserve list this week as cover for Cogger. I'm guessing, or foreign. If we are seeing Wakem as a future player, it looks like they have, they've signed him for two years. We must play him, (laughs) you know what I mean? But in my opinion, I reckon Cogger's the better player, well, at least definitely now. I reckon Cogger's better now, so I don't know if that's the thought process that thinking now as this week, and sort of, but we've got nothing to play for. We're not going for a yeah. finals position. So if Wakeham's the future, which it looks like he is, looks like the club's pointing that way, looks like we've already locked him down, that we should be just playing him at halfback, especially if Lewis is not available.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. You can't, it's hard to argue with that. Um, a bit off topic here, but um, I look forward to Lachlan Lewis playing into Trent Barrett. Trent Barrett's yeah. got a lot of uh, credit for the way Nathan Cleary is playing right now. I'm not going to say that Lachlan Lewis is the next Nathan Cleary. But... Oh, you you'd you be wrong. No. Well, just quietly, <laughs> Nathan Cleary is
2: not exactly the, um, the quickest bloke on the field.
0: No, but you don't have to be as a halfback. Uh, exactly. Uh, mm. What I was getting at, though, is if Lewis has a, like, a sizable improvement under Trent Barrett, because what happens with the Bulldogs' halves going forward, I think will really show us how much of an impact Barrett's had at Penrith at the moment.
1: But would you, just saying that, would you just give Cogger another season contract? Would you chuck another one in deal? Because you become at cheapest chips. If you're on like the minimum wage and have three fight for it?
0: Yeah, probably.
1: Well, because... I reckon it wouldn't be a bad idea because if, I mean, unless if Cogger could have signed. We all, all, I'm just saying, outside
0: looking in. It all depends if they bring someone like back from Super League, and there's a couple of players in the Super League at the moment being linked with uh, NRL returns and that sort of thing. So uh, I think it all depends on that. I think we'll see most of the player movement uh, later, in, later on in the year. Mm, we'll get a better idea crazy. then.
1: Pretty crazy. <laughs>
0: What's next, Cody?
1: Well, I've got Old Dog. Yep. It's, uh, it's pr- pretty Does Axel absurd. know what Old Dog is? Uh, <laughs> no. I don't think, I, I don't think you know in. who Old Dog is. So, Old Dog is where, so usually Matthew's the run, he has the run sheet, and I get mm-hmm. Old Dog. That's my usual thing, Old Dog, and I usually do the New South's Cup. And yeah, right. But unfortunately, no New Cup. So, Old Dogs my domain this year. Uh, so, I pick an old player. I usually like to link him with the club we're versing this week. If there's a certain link, if it's an awesome try, he might have scored against them or he used to play for the club. And then we go back down memory lane of remembering the time of the Bulldogs. And then we'll have a quick statement about them. So, you should remember him. He's relatively recent, Axel. So, I hope... you. He- you enjoy. I hope you do remember him, so you can have some input and see how much you yeah. remember him. He's placed for New Zealand. for
0: This will be sorry. interesting. I've actually got help guessing who it is.
1: What?
0: I don't. Know, I don't normally have help oh, guessing who it is. So it's, so it's like is. a I guessing really game.
2: Oh, uh, well, I like just, to make a it like guessing game.
0: It's guessing. just an excuse so, to uh, talk about a former player, really.
2: <laughs> so this guy doesn't. Does he have to still be playing in the team or? No, no. So, no, no, so this player. is retired. The retired oh, player. Oh, right. I thought it was former Bulldog. Yeah, got you, got you. Yeah, okay. former Bulldog, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, so, this guy played 15 games for his country, which is New Zealander. He uh, featured playing for the West Tigers 180 times, and he only played for the Bulldogs 69 times. But he's definitely a club player. Uh, Bulldogs players spoke highly of him in the dressing room. Uh, do we have any guesses, seeming that we've turned into a guessing game?
0: Is it Dean Hallitow?
1: Spot on, Dean Hallitow.
2: Oh, that's pretty solid. <laughs> solid. That's crazy. You never mate. Like, good guess. <laughs> it's actually
1: crazy because what usually happens is we will talk about the old dog and we will in a second, but Matthew will pull up about 150 different facts about this current old dog while we're in the background while we're talking about it. But I picked Dean Halatow. Now, just purely on his he was just a club player. I just remember it was an interesting signing when he came over to the Bulldogs. It was kind of like, why? But he got that second row interchange bench spot a bit. He was featuring in some really good sides in that, 2000, that 2012 period, 2014 period. He was a solid player. It was an interesting signing. He could cover multiple positions and he can cover them in a very high level.
0: Yeah, well, he started, of started off as centre and represented New Zealand at centre. And uh, mm. he was playing in the second row lock position off, uh, off the bench for the dogs as well. So, And he didn't let anyone down whenever he played a game. I've just uh, pulled him up on rugby League Project, as we do everywhere. Here
1: yeah,
0: we go. Yeah, this is what I'm talking about. The guessing game continues. Um, what's his middle name?
1: Oh, you've actually got to. A... La.
0: La. Yeah. I've never heard that before. Dean La Haletel. There you go. Uh, I agree, Scott. Uh, even though he's Well he played for the West Tigers before Canterbury and after Canterbury. Um, he played like a Bulldog. Especially when he was playing in the second row.
1: But you know who I thought was very underrated combination in the back row? Who? For the Bulldogs in that early? The Dean Hallatow David Stagg. Hallatow had a bit more they were both relatively quick. Well both of them did actually play a little bit of center. Well Hallatow much more center than Staggy. Both had a relatively speed, but Staggy was your, you know, tackle 50 times a game, 60 times a game person. Halitau could hit those lines. Absolutely. And they always celebrated every time. I do remember Halitau running against the Tigers and scoring. And the first person to give him a hug was David Stagg. I think they were really good teammates. Um, Now we'll probably get information they don't like each other. But anyway, (laughs) (laughs)
2: yeah.
0: Dean Halatau is a player I always liked, even watching him at the Tigers and for the Kiwis. Uh, I always liked Dean. But I think he plays best football at the Bulldogs, and I kind of likened it to um, the Melbourne Storm at the moment, how players that are decent but not super great go to Melbourne and become superstars. Uh, in a smaller scale than that, Dean came to the Bulldogs and became a
1: better player. Mm. I mean, you only played four seasons at the club and I remember the first season 2010 he actually only played eight games he had a bit of injury and he was actually playing New South Wales Cup and we were like we signed someone who was meant to play top grade and then it wasn't too long until 2011 then 12 and 13 he just went back into the top grade and people said he was just such a stupid teammate when he was in the reserve grade he was happy to do he was get, often giving away the Bulldogs 18th jersey at home games when he was not playing for the club so He was also happy to do all those extra events. I had the privilege of meeting him at Members Day in 2011, I think it was, uh, where he just stayed back after the Members Day finished and still signing autographs. So that's the type of person he was. However, when he retired, this is the biggest impact. When he retired, he announced his retirement in 2016. Uh, He said he was expecting no one to care. He was trending on Twitter for three days. (laughs) <laughs> about people thinking that he was gonna stay on, like you know, people said for it, like no, like are you sure you don't have another two years left in ya? So he was one of those players that didn't get the the hype. I remember him being on the Footy Show saying his most embarrassing moment was being sinbinned in a game. <laughs> so he was a good guy, a genuine good guy, family man he was I remember that wasn't uh, that it, question what's your most embarrassing
0: embarrassing moment in your life and he said yes and he said it, it wasn't similar. about footy was it yeah
1: no no it was a genuine question yeah was weird in when yeah. he re- when when he announced his retirement he just said he was expecting no yeah like no one to really care about it like you know just yeah. a player retiring but people trending on twitter instagram went crazy uh he got a crazy amount of retweets off the bulldogs nrl bulldogs page on twitter like yeah. just a player who's left the club, so it just shows. Only in sixty-nine games, he didn't have to play, not as much as many of the old other old dogs who've came on this feature, but he made an impact at his time at Belmore. He definitely had an impact at his time at Concord with the West Tigers. Uh, he's proud. He's on his social media. He he lets you know he's a former Bulldog player as well. So it's pretty cool. I know he's played more at the Tigers, but I like to think he favours a little bit for the blue and white over <laughs> the orange. Okay, two
0: things there. I wonder if Big T's listening to this episode and uh, pulling his hair out that we've claimed a West Tiger as one of our own. <laughs> if, you have, if you have reached out, mate. Uh, and secondly, David Stagg, a uh, bit off topic. Do you reckon he would uh, survive in the current game? Or do you reckon he'd be in the headbill five times a match?
1: Oh, you're talking about the HIA. <laughs> oh, every
0: time he got tackled... It looked like he locked himself out.
1: Yeah, he'd be playing about twenty-five minutes a game, wouldn't he? He'd be off, on and off that field passing HIAS. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say, would he pass? Would he play today with the you know the six again rule and everything? I think he would excel at the six again rule because he was one of the forwards underrated passing game and he had a decent kick on him De- as well. I think Dale Hallett will too. Yeah, I mean both he of them. Well. There you go. If they just were five or six years younger, eh? There we go. I think <laughs> we've.
0: I think we've done it. Have we finished on a positive?
1: Yes, we have. So we better be quiet. And thanks, Axel, for his time. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed yourself, mate.
0: So, oh, I've had
2: a blast, boys.
0: That's good. Uh, is there anything you want to uh, bring up before the episode ends? We give the opportunity to all guest, host, or interviewees.
1: Make it, make it positive, please, because it's rare that we finish on a happy <laughs> uh, note. <night. laughs>
2: um, just trying to think. Who who do you guys um, who do you guys think should be our number one signing?
0: Target for for next season. Number one signing target for next season. So someone obviously not playing with us at the moment. Ooh, yeah, I have to think about that. That's that's a good question. You got one, Scott? Why well, I've think...
1: got two. Can yeah, I? Got you, you can go two? And
0: I'll have a think. Yeah.
1: Um. First, my first number one target signing would be someone actually from Penrith, and like I said, I would love Matthew Burton at the board.: Are you guys from Penrith? No, no. I was just saying from Penrith, the Panthers players. Oh yeah,
2: right. You said that as if like you were from Penrith. I was like, oh.
1: no. sorry, just I just want Trent Barrett to swing Sweet. Matthew Burton over.
0: Yeah,
1: Matthew Burton, just because you know he looks like a genuine halfback. He just looks like he's got everything, and he's still so young. I really feel like if we sign him, he could be there for twelve years, and I could see like a two hundred fifty game career there as a Canary player. And uh, number two, I would love Stephen Crichton, but I've heard that he's. Looks like he's penned He looks like he's locked himself into Penrith for a further three years. It's nothing confirmed yet on the Panthers' page or anything, but it looks like he's taken unders to stay at Penrith. But I'd love like a very, an outside back with a bit of strike. And Stephen Crichton looks like he's got, he's got the works. So that's my two. If I'm
0: I to, I agree with that. Especially Burton. I, I think I tweeted a, a few weeks back that we should go after Matt Burton and Tex Hoy. But if I had to go after my number one signing right now. Brandon Smith.
1: Ooh. That'd
0: be Harry great. Grant? I think Harry Grant's even going to be at the Tigers or the Storm. Brandon Smith is going to be the one that's uh, left out of the picture, I think. That's just a prediction. and I'd love to swoop in, swoop in on him before someone like the West Tigers does. Mm. Um, we were yeah.
1: allowed to top 100, weren't we, Axel? Top 100? Sorry? Top 100, are we allowed to answer? Because
2: just oh, is... oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. We've got, we've got 99 more to go. <laughs> I've
1: got 98. <laughs> yeah, you got uh, 98. Who, would, who would you go for? I mean, you said Penguin Jr. at the start of the show. Is that your top yeah, one? Or is i
2: that I'd, top? um, I think just considering the circumstances, um, you know, he's just been if he does leave the Broncos, which looks like it will happen, um, I think Trent Barrett should be all over that, but I think our, our priority should probably be a half. I, like foreign doesn't have long to go. I don't know who I'd sign though as a half. Like I don't know which half I'd sign, but I think we need to prioritize in a half. Mm. Um, I think um, there's a couple signings I think we need to make. I think we need it. We desperately need a new half. I think we need a new fullback, um, and a new winger. But I mean, it's hard to say who we sign as a winger because we've got Latani's Olesniak who'll be playing there next year. And now that we've got Cotridge, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know which. I think we definitely need a fullback, and we definitely need a a half. But I, you know, who I'd be looking at? Regan Grace, who's a um, he's a winger in the Super League for St Helens. Scored a freakish hat trick on the weekend. He he's got crazy speed. He's he reminds me of um, oh, what's the bloke's name? He used to play for the Tigers. And he had like an afro.
1: Um, Oh, I forgot his name. Yeah. Nah. Uh,
2: oh, yeah.
0: No. Like- uh, nice. R- Ringing Grace is quite small. He's a Welsh international, though. He is pretty quick. He played at the Nines World Cup, and uh, a lot of people yeah. from the Northern Hemisphere were saying that he might be as quick as Anno Carr. I don't think he was, but uh, yeah, he's that was. The, sure. That was, uh, yeah, he's quite.
2: Grace is. Regan Grace looks like a beast. And he's tearing it up in the Super League.
1: I, I haven't really watched too much, so yeah, might be a good pick-up.
0: The only question over him is his size, though. Wiggers in the Super League are a lot smaller than the wiggers in the NRL.
1: Except but, for Ryan Hall.
0: Jesus Christ. Ryan well, Hall. Ryan Hall's an exceptionally <laughs> large wigger. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think that would be the only question. But he's definitely got some talent. Um, all right. Well, I think that wraps up the show. Scotty, do you want to hit the listeners with the socials?
1: Yeah, I'll hit us with the socials. I almost chucked it away. Uh, get us on Twitter at NRL Bulldogs fans. Uh, Follow us on Instagram NRL Bulldogs underscore fans, or flick us an email at NRL oh, Bulldogs at gmail.com. That's how you get onto us.
0: Perfect. Thanks again, Axel.